I like that laugh. Let it, let it rip, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan said he's looking for a job. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for that because there may be others. Anybody else looking for a job? Okay, we got one here. We got one here. Okay, we got several that are looking for a job. Let's pray for those that are looking for jobs. It's wonderful when God connects you with, with something that you can do that you like to do that gives you energy and also gives you money. Father, we pray for these that need, uh, need finances, that need work. We thank you. You've made us to work. We work before the fall. We work after the fall. We want to we be good workers. And so bless these friends that they may look in the right places and that you may lead them to the right jobs. We bless them. How about just putting your hand on the person next to you? Let's... Let's believe for tonight, believe for a rich night, it's sort, of, sort of opening toward the, toward the fall, a lot of transition happening, a lot of movement. I know uh, John Tolo uh, texted me today, there's a lot going on at... Uh, uh, for, at Godtown and the school there, if you want to be a part of a school, he'd love to have you. We're not doing a harvest project this year, so uh, you can talk to Alyssa or Matt right here. They'd love to tell you more about what's going on. He said he'd send me the schedule. We'll put it in the update, so you'll get that. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Show your presence in our hearts tonight. Heal us of things that we need to be healed from. We welcome you to change things, to adjust the way we think about certain things. And we want you to use us. And we say we're willing to be bold if you make it clear to us. If you show us what you want us to do, we are willing to step out. We're not going to be passive. We're not going to be re resistant. We're going to be open to your Holy Spirit. We want to be used this year. We want to connect with other students, those who are in school. We want to connect in God-honoring ways. In the workplace, we want to honor our employers. We want to speak well of them. and We want you to do special things in our lives. We really expect to see miracles in what happens. We expect to see miracles in the workplace and in school. We expect lives to be transformed because we're simply where you want us to be, doing what you want us to do, and we're open to your Holy Spirit. We're open for, for whatever you want to do. And Holy Spirit, we pray, we look to you, and we ask, Father, that you would sing a song over us so that we can hear your voice clearly more and more even as we put our heads on Just our pillows at night may we wake up with your yes, song Lord. in our yes, heart Lord. oh lord oh father we look to go you go ahead open your open your hearts open your voices Oh, 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 o
fight, O Lord. Fill us up, Lord. For your sake, Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up, Lord. We want to walk in your ways. We want to see your face. We want to hear your voice. Fill us up, Lord. Yes, Lord. We want to say what you want us to say. And do what you want us to do. Hallelujah. Raise your hand if you need healing tonight. If you're looking to the Lord for healing. Maybe a cold, it may be cancer, maybe something in between. But if you need healing, hands are up, look around, look to those, put your hands on them. This is a healing place because Jesus is here. He's the healer. And we represent him. We represent Jesus. On the earth. This is called the body of Christ. Well, if this is the body of Christ, this is where Christ is, right? Two or three are gathered. This is his body. So if he were here, what would he do? He'd heal people. That's what he'd do. So that's what we do in his name. We speak healing. We speak healing. We speak restoration. We speak hope. We speak change in your body, in your emotions. We speak strength right into it. We do. We curse cancer. We curse those things that don't belong in our bodies, that are aliens, that are attacking, that are coming in to attack, to take away our joy, to take away our peace, to take away our health. We come against it in Jesus' name. We say yes to the victor, yes to what Jesus did on the cross, to his redemptive purposes, dying for our sins, dying for our sorrows, and dying for our sickness. We speak healing and health. Healing and health. And you don't need this, but I commission you in the days ahead as you see sickness to come against it. You see people. You ask if you can pray for them. Believe for them. Believe for them. I asked a guy who came to work at our, uh, he, uh, he towed my car here. And he was limping. I said, can I pray for you? I prayed for him. And he said, let me give you my, address. Let me give you my, uh, my phone number. Usually I have to ask for that. But he, he wanted to give it to me because he wants to come here. He said, do you have a prayer meeting or anything like that? I said, yeah, we do. We do that here. So you step out, and God will be with you as you step out. Karen, I love to hear what God has put in your heart. And uh, I wrote a book about that, Dare to Dream, because God puts in everybody's heart a, a desire to uniquely fulfill God's purpose in the earth. That you are created to do good works, and it fits who you are. And so if that's something that you, there's something inside of you that you want to share, one good way to, to start would just, uh, you're welcome to take the book. You're welcome to read it. If we run out, I can get more. Uh, but you could uh, put it in an email and say, this is what God's put in my heart. This is my dream. When I'm talking about dreams, you know I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about something that God's put in your heart. He's spoken something deep inside of you that doesn't go away and that you feel that's a part of who you are, part of your destiny. So we'd love to hear about that. You can, you can email it to one of the leader, uh, LT, you know, to Karen and me, uh, and, and uh, somebody will sit down with you. One of us or one of the leaders will sit down with you because we like to see people dreaming. This isn't a one-man show. It isn't a two-man show. This is the body of Christ in action. And so you may have a dream that's going to set somebody free. We've got a new guy that started to come, Kevin. And he wants to reach out to the gay lesbian community. And I said, 
Kevin, there are probably others here who have that vision. And so we uh, get to know him. He's in the back. And if there are others who have that passion, well, let's team up. That's a tough area for some, isn't it? It's a tough area. The church hasn't done a good job. Well, let's do a good job. Let's reach him with the love of Christ and the power of God. So we received a gift from a young man who was coming here regularly of $2,050. And I uh, heard about it. I said, well, I want to call him. I didn't know where he was, 763 number. And he said, hi, Paul. I'm over in Hawaii. I said, what are you doing in Hawaii? He said, I'm going to, going to school over here. He was at the Association of Free Lutheran Churches. He was the president of the student body at uh, this Bible school in Medicine, uh, Medicine Lake. And I said, tell me about this gift. And I'll, I'm going to tell you, he didn't tell me to tell you, but he, he gave me freedom to tell you. He wrote a testimony, page and a half, that we'll put in the update. And uh, he said, uh, a couple years, uh, 2012, I had some cash, a few hundred dollars, 300 or so. And he said, I had this crazy idea that I wanted to invest it. And so he, he said, I like cars, I like I like this idea of electric cars, and there's a company called Tessia that he decided to invest in. Anybody heard of that? that Tessia, have you heard of it? Okay. Uh, and, and so he put his $300 there. And didn't watch it much, but uh, he found, lo and behold, after quite a few months, it doubled. And then it quadrupled. You guys are shaking your heads. What's going on? You, 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 do you know him? You know, you know, okay. So he ended up with a lot of money, a lot more than he had put in. And he, listen, he asked God, what do I do with it? Isn't that something? A capitalist says, what's mine is mine. A Christian says, what's mine is yours. And he says, so what do you want to do with your money? And uh, he, has been, he, he has really been impacted by communitas. The Lord said, give it to communitas. So that's what he did. And because this wasn't his idea, he still gets his reward in heaven. Right? <laughs> so I, I, I told you this story, but he, he wasn't. Uh, but, but you can read about his testimony. He'll give you more details about it. So I've, I've said it before. It's not that we need your money. It's that you need to give. As a young person, when you don't have a lot, he didn't have a lot, and God blessed his money. And so, uh, go for it. Mentoring, we're going to start again uh, on the 15th. We're not starting on the 8th because I'm going to be with Karen. Should I share that? Wonder. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did the stupid thing, didn't I? She's going to have surgery, so pray for her, and uh, we'll be together on the 8th. And, and, it's all good. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Yes, it is. Okay, I want to ask you a question, because I want to talk about prayer. So I want to ask you a question. I want you to uh, share it with somebody next to you. Find somebody, somebody close to you. You're going you're gonna to ask this to. If somebody's uh, if, if you don't have somebody, get in a group of three or, or two here, uh, however you want to. Here's my question. What 
what do you find difficult about prayer? You get to tell something or talk with talk it over with somebody. <laughs> find find somebody. Karen here, Ryan here. Oh, that. Okay, let me hear a little bit. What, what uh, different ones, one at a time, what, what have you found difficult about prayer? We heard waiting here. Yeah, Alyssa, real loud. Listening. Losing your train of thought. You don't lose your train of thought, do you? Talking to an invisible person. I fell asleep twice in prayer a few days ago. I'm talking on prayer. I, I thought, boy. Who else? Things that find you difficult in prayer. You know, does that ever hit anybody? Does this really work? Does prayer really work? Because sometimes it does. And, and, and so I really find comfort when I read a scripture that calls us to prayer and that, that we see the effectual, uh, the, 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 the results of prayer. Because I need to be encouraged. Yes, it does work. A couple more. Routine. Routine. Okay, yeah, it can get that way, yeah. I was going to say, like, almost like, on the flip side, because you were saying that to, to make it, because I'm not a routine, so you're saying, oh, My struggle on the opposite side of that is, as far as, like, having my life in order to make a routine, to, to, to make the conscious decision to go, okay, every morning and every night, you know what I'm saying? That's what I want to talk about, and I'm, I'm hoping I can do it so that it, it it's not routine, but there is a rhythm. A, a rhythm. Of, is there a hand back in the back? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Am I just talking to him about what I want, or am I, am I really getting hold of his heart? Good things. Okay. Second thing I want you to do now, I want you to share an answer to prayer the most recent one. If, it, if it, you go back a ways, that's okay. But uh, an answer to prayer. Share something that you know was an answer to prayer.
Another 30 seconds. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could say which one? The one today or the one yesterday or the one last week? Some of us probably had difficulty. Okay, when was the last time I had an answered prayer? It's wonderful when we can see God working and we have answers to prayer. Who wants to share one? Okay, Maddie? God's using you in amazing ways? Praise the Lord for that. Where is he using you? You're not used to that, but you're doing it anyway. Wonderful. That's what we want to do. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to step into things, step into situations, and see God do something because you just stepped into it? Yeah, back Wonderful. Good to hear. Good to hear. One or two more. Keep. Okay. Yeah. Yes. A home. She's a homeowner now. She and her dad got a home together. Okay. It's done when it's done, isn't it? You got to sign the papers so it's done. Mm. Okay. Who else? Anybody else? Yeah, back in the back. Oh my! Hey, try that in the garage. Try it on the on the Mitsu. Yeah, cool. Car stories are wonderful stories. Everybody needs to have a car miracle. Okay. Like to just answer some questions. Who? Who do we pray to? When do we pray? Where do we pray? How do we pray? Why do we pray? Just answer some questions. And I want us to do some praying together. Because I'm going to suggest a couple ways to pray. And we'll just practice doing that together. So to whom do we pray? It's very clear in the Bible whom we pray. Who do we pray to? We pray to the Father. We pray through the Son. The Son makes it possible for us to get to the Father. If it were not for the Son, there is no way we could get to a holy God. No way. When I hear people say things like this, I'm ready to meet my Maker, I shudder inside. Do you know what they're saying? They think they can stand before a holy God. Here's the way Timothy describes this person. Might as well get to Timothy as long as we're going to read from Timothy. (laughs) Which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed 
and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light. That means you can't get to him. That means he's, there's too much light. If you basked in the sun on a beach in California, it would scorch you, right? The sun is 93 million miles away, and it's scorching your body. The sun's big. The sun's really small compared to some stars, right? Really small. It's a little small. It's a little star in the universe. Some are so much bigger, it absolutely dwarfs that. God is a star breather. He's bigger than those are. And he lights. He lights up. You'd get scorched. You'd be smoke if you came before him. These people who say, uh, I'm ready to meet my maker. No, you aren't. If they say that to you, just, just say, wait a minute. Excuse me. Let me correct that, please. It's not even close. However, by a new and living way, entrance to the very throne is secured for those to whom Jesus has called his own. Hebrews 10 tells us that we have a way in since we have confidence to enter the most holy, the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Let there become a roar of thanksgiving. Hallelujah! The blood of Jesus. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his body, his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Okay, we can come. We can draw near because of what Jesus has done for us. We don't go to Jesus, we go to the Father. Now, is it wrong to pray to Jesus? No, it's not wrong to pray to Jesus. But when they asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he said, when you pray, say, Our Father. Okay. That's the first word. It's either mama or dada. It's the first word the kids learn, isn't it? They've heard it enough. If they have siblings, they've heard it. That's the first word they learn. That's the first word a Christian learns. We learn to say Father. Now, Lola couldn't say Father. Lola was in our congregation. She wasn't close to her dad. To say Father was very difficult to call God Father. It took her years to get healed. She couldn't even go to the, after she wrote a letter to her dad, she couldn't even go. So we went along with her just to mail the letter. When, when he acknowledged his heir when he was able to say to her, I'm proud of you, then she could pray, Father. The Holy Spirit within you cries out because the Holy Spirit wants you to know that you have a place, that you have a family, that you have a father, and that that's who you pray to. Now, there's a reason for that. As Jesus speaks about in Luke 11, the reason is that when we come to God in prayer, we're coming as children. Grace be unto you from God our and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have grace from the Father and from the Lord. Before the Lord, we are servants. We are servants of Jesus. We are children of the Father. When we come in prayer, 
We are coming as children because the essence of prayer is asking. Scripture defines prayer as different from praise. Prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. So it's not praising, although it's a, a part of my prayer, but technically it's, it's children coming to the Father in the name of Jesus and coming with their knees and asking. I'm a father. I know what it is to have children who, who need, who are dependent, who come to me. That's how you posture yourself when you come to the Father. Children are bold. And you can be bold. We have boldness. We have confidence to enter. So that's the person to whom we pray. We come to the Father. When do we come? Any clues from Scripture? Pray without ceasing. It's nonstop. It's continual. I pray for that. I pray. God, teach me how to pray continually. Teach me. I haven't learned that yet. I shut it off a lot. So I want to learn how to pray that prayer. Do you remember any times that people prayed? Any, any examples from Scripture of people who prayed? And when they prayed? Let me read one from Daniel chapter 6. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, and what was the decree? You pray only to the king. You don't pray to anybody else. When he learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room with the windows turned open toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. No one's going to stop me from praying. No decree from any oriental despot. He can take my head off if he wants to. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. How wonderful. Maybe that's why he perhaps had more influence than any other human being that has ever lived on the earth other than Jesus. Maybe that's why. He affected three empires. He's a man of prayer. It says in Psalm 5, My voice shall you hear in the morning. Let me tell you something. God likes hearing your voice. I know this because when, our, when we had devotions here upstairs and Karis, the youngest, we wouldn't wake her up. She'd just come down when she woke up. She's four years old. And we'd start fighting for who got to hold her. Because we wanted, and when she would say good morning, I just loved hearing her voice. I loved it. She's awake. Okay, come on. Sit on my lap. God loves to hear your voice. And for more, for that reason, but for other reasons, speak out loud when you pray. It'll keep you from wandering because you have to think. You have to say something intelligent. <laughs> when you when you start getting tired, you know, it, it doesn't come out right. So, and besides, God wants to hear your voice. He really likes the way he's made you. He, he likes your voice. Is there anything about a where, where we should, should we have any place? Should we have a place of prayer? Any indication that we should? Okay. 
enter into your closet. That's an interesting clue. <coughs> We're not doing this to, to get people's attention. We're doing it to get God's attention, aren't we? Did Jesus have any special places? You know, it's interesting. You say the garden, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed over the Kidron Valley. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus often went there. Jesus had a place where he prayed. And Judas knew where to go. He didn't ask Jesus, hey, where are you going to spend the night? He just went there expecting, and he was right. Jesus was coming over to pray, and he found him. So Jesus had a place. I'd encourage you to have a place. Get a place. I have several places here, but there's one place that I feel God's presence when I'm there, more than others. Strikingly so. I guess it's my place. And I'd encourage you to have a place. Because while we want to fight against routine that becomes mundane, routine, as was his custom, it said of Jesus. He went on the Sabbath, as was his custom. So there, there are customs that are helpful that root us in, in the rhythm of the routine, and that's positive. I just wrote about that in my blog. <laughs> you should really read it. It's really good. <clears throat> so how do we pray? Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. So he's given us a clue that we could say the Lord's Prayer. I don't think when he gave it, he gave it to us as a way to end a church service. I think he gave it to us as a way to help us learn how to pray. I don't think it's wrong to end. I think it's a good way to end, but it's better to pray it and get the content from it and pray it. So we're going to do two things. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together, and then we're going to pray the Scriptures my wife likes to pray the scriptures. I think it's a wonderful way to learn how to pray is to pray the scriptures. If you don't know how to pray, get a passage and pray it. So we'll, we'll do that. So for a moment now, Eric, if you're taping this, turn it, you can turn that off. <clears throat> so I'm going to say a phrase. Pray this. If you have Bibles, join in. Otherwise, you can, if you can, there are lots of Bibles here. You can look along. So, so as I read this now, you, different ones, then do the same thing. Just pray it. We're praying scripture. You can do it with all kinds of scriptures. You can do it with the Psalms. I'm going to do verse, start with verse 3. When I developed a pattern for prayer for my own life and began to walk into this, and then when I added a prayer list so that I had a prayer agenda, <coughs> I, I was surprised at how routine it was and how fresh it was. I use it almost every day, and it's fresh and alive. I can't imagine now being without a prayer list, although I don't use it every day. I use it probably five out of seven days. So I don't, I don't need it, and sometimes I'll just go freestyle. But uh, I like... 
the help that it gives me. I like to be able, when someone says, I want, uh, would you pray for me? I like to uh, be accountable to that. Thank God for computers. My prayer list changes uh, as I, I get someone new that I need to be praying for for healing. As someone asks for prayer, I write it down. And so I, I developed for my own life and for anybody else, probably, probably other people, uh, came up with the same one. It's the acrostic P-R-A-Y, pray. Is there any reason to start with praise? Well, the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. There's a, many of the Psalms start this way. Not all of them. Some of them start with help or why. So this can be trumped. But for the most part, that's where I start. I start with a time of praise. And to help me, I have a long list of attributes of God that I often will go through. The invisible, eternal, righteous, just. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about it. Sometimes I stop, and that takes the rest of the time. I'll, it may take the rest of my prayer time, not just the, t- uh, the praise time. Because I, I start thinking, the other day, I, uh, that he is, he is accessible. And I just started thinking about that. That the President of the United States isn't accessible to me. The King of Norway. If he was, I would tell you about it. <laughs> because only important people are, uh, can give that kind of accessibility. God does. Immediately. Immediately. My voice you shall hear in the morning. We have, he's a very present help, bang on, in time of need. How humble of him. How, how servant-like of God. As soon as we call, the Bible says. In fact, before he's, he's starting to answer. He's so available to us. He's right there. And so I want to thank him for that. His accessibility or his faithfulness to the thousandth generation. So I begin with the time, thanksgiving and praise, and I, I read these, generous, faithful, sovereign, good, purposeful, unchanging, accessible, helpful, power, predictable. I say them. And what has he done? He, you've forgiven me. You've justified me. You've sanctified me. I'm already glorified. I'm, already, I'm seated in the heavenlies. I rule and overrule because of you. You discipline me. You enable me. You motivate me. You restrain me. You encourage me. You comfort me. You support me. You exhort me. I'll share this with anybody. You, you can make up your own, too. I've made these up over, over time. And then I go from praise, who he is, to what he does. So what I'm thankful for. You know what the first thing I thank him for? I think I've told you before. What do I thank him for? Trials, tests, tension, conflict. Because I tend to avoid those like you do. And when I thank him for them, he turns them around. And he turns a test into a testimony. So when I'm not afraid of it, when I, when I 
instead of putting the hand on the on the gauge of the car when it says that you need oil, and I, I, I hide it because I'm embarrassed that there's a problem here. No, that's what we do with tension. But we thank God. Okay, there's something you're saying to me in this test, in this trial. So out of that then, and I have a lot of other things. I thank him for good things like the new earth and open doors and healing and answered prayer and music in my home and my property. So then, here's Isaiah. I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and I heard the angels crying. What were they crying? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. The whole earth is full of his glory. And what happens next? Dramatic shift. And I said, woe is me. So I go from praise to what? Repentance. Because the better, the clearer you see God, the more you see yourself. Now, in repentance, this can be a tricky one. Because as a young man, I used to think I was supposed to focus on my sin. And that that was going to change me, focusing on my sin. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Just makes you more miserable. You're changed by what you look on. We beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are changed into that same image from glory to glory. We focus on Jesus and we're changed by Jesus. What we behold and what we believe. The more I think I'm a sinner, the more I sin. So I, I don't want to dwell on my sinfulness. As one man said, it's, it's about the sun, not about the sin. And I like that. However, the Bible calls me to repent. It's the first word of the gospel. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Change your mind. Change your way of looking at things. Change your outlook. I don't want to rationalize sin in my life. And so I have a, a long list, and I read it through. It doesn't take me very long. I repent of wasting time, of being undisciplined, of lacking in passion, of being unloving. As I read this, then I, I'm caught by one of them where the Holy Spirit takes it and says, you were too strong in that correction that you gave to that person. That was not tender. And I would have missed it. And so I say, I'm sorry, very sorry. If I have to go to somebody, I'll go to them. So he uses my this outline. So you might catch one here, insensitive, uncaring, judgmental, critical, anxious. You know, we totem pole sins, and the external ones are the ones that we really think about. Those are the baddies, right? Not according to Jesus. These you should also have done without ignoring justice and righteousness. And, and uh, there was one more that he said. Overbearing, presumptuous, opinionated, stubborn, easily offended, unbelieving, careless. So I go through those. I say, I'm very sorry. Wash me clean in the blood of Jesus. This is of the four. It's the shortest time. Maybe sometimes it's the longest. I don't know. But, uh, and I get, I get cleansed. And out of that, then I can see more clearly to ask. Because the Bible says you can ask amiss. 
I don't want to ask amiss. I do believe that we have a sinful, selfish nature. But I, I declare it dead as I am washed in the blood of Jesus. And then having done that, I'm ready to ask. This is what takes the longest, usually. Because I have a long list, things for myself, things for my family, my wife, my children, my grandchildren. I pray for my great-grandchildren who don't yet exist because there are four generations of righteousness that God promises to bless. And I've talked to my kids about this. I say, we want to influence society in our family. And so we're praying. I'm praying for Judah's children and Eden's children, so that we have generations of righteousness. I pray for family, relatives, friends. I have a lot of areas here. Pray for you. Pray for issues that I know that are, are among us. I pray for ministries. I pray for the sick. i got about 30 people that are sick that I pray for. I pray for pastors, missionaries, churches, unsaved, uh, special needs. So, pardon? I do a lot, yeah. I've got some names of specific single people here. Yes. And I rejoiced at seeing Valentine. We will. If you ask for prayer, we'll pray for you. As we, we had a, a blessed wedding on Sunday with Valentine and Amy, I said, Lord, there are others that are certainly desiring this, many, many others. And so we do, that's a big prayer that Karen and I pray for you. Okay, so I've gone through, I've asked, I've got one more thing to do. What is that? Yield. Romans 6 says that we yield. What we yield ourselves to, we become slaves of. People yield themselves to money. And money becomes a tyrant. It has, it's a tyrant like time. If you yield yourself to money, then it rules you. It makes a good servant, but a terrible Lord. And so I'll, I'll tell you what I yield to. I yield my time, my resources, my body, my energy, my plans, my mind, my heart, my attitudes, my goals, my decisions, my happiness, my sorrows, my opinions, my problems, my prejudices, my weaknesses, my sins, my pain, my struggles, my anxieties, my hopes, my dreams, my fears, my regrets, my failures, my family, my days, my future, my destiny to the Lord. This is your day. You do what you want to do. I pray in the morning. You know, if that doesn't work, I don't, I don't think that's holier than another time. But I, I'd sure encourage you to have a time. Otherwise, you schedule what's important to you. It's on your schedule. This is on my schedule. And so I want to pray for you that, uh, that you'll develop uh, a, a way of praying where there's a routine, but it's not boring. It's exciting to pray this. I told you I fell asleep twice earlier this week. I wasn't praying out loud. I was tired, and I found out how tired I was. <laughs> Karen, I went back to bed at 8 o'clock, and, and she, I, I think she wondered why I was up there, but I just I was tired. shouldn't have been tired. I had a good vacation. But, uh. So I want to pray for you.
prayer, that, that prayer becomes a, a joy in your life. It becomes a, something that you feel like, okay, I, I had my time of prayer. I'm ready for, for what comes next. I've chosen to pray in tongues before I pray in English. I pray a good long block of time in tongues because the Bible says that when you pray in tongues, you build yourself up. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting built up every morning. And uh, if that's something you desire, I'd be glad to pray with you for that, for that gift. So, Father, I thank you that you can teach us to pray and that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And we can ask Jesus, teach us to pray as he taught his disciples. And Jesus has been praying nonstop for 2,000 years. He could teach you to pray. He could teach you how to pray. So maybe you want to ask that tonight of him, to, that he would teach you and that you would uh, develop a life, a quality, a quality of prayer that spilled over into everything that you did that you would be praying to the king of all kings and the Lord over all lords through the blood of Jesus who gives you entrance into this new and wonderful way through the curtain. God, give them encouragement where there's been discouragement, where there's been failure. I pray that you would give many, many answers to prayer. And we could start sharing answers to prayer that you are giving to us and that we would see all kinds of them all over the place. Grant it to us, O oh Lord, we pray. Do I hear an amen? Amen. 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 Confidence in prayer. The Lord's going to give you, it's going to change, you're going to transform this part of your life. Good. Well, we want to do some more worship. As we do, this is a free time uh, uh, in the Lord. If, if you want to kneel, if you want to stand, if during the worship time that, that there's something you feel God is, is anointing in your heart, it's not for just for yourself, but it's for us, you feel free to, to share it with us. If, if there's somebody that you feel you need to talk to, uh, you're free to do that. Do we have the stations? Are, are, are those tonight? Okay. So uh, 